You have your orders, Major. Tomorrow night, eliminate Chuck Bartowski. to the show you are listening to the chuck series companion and i am your host the jaystrom welcome back after that long hiatus between season one and season two we are now here at the beginning of season two season two episode one chuck versus the first date i'm glad to see you uh, are well rested a little suntanned <laughs> I got nothing. It's a week later, guys. Hey, how's it going? I'm so happy to now be on season two of Chuck. It's fantastic. This is where the show really takes off in my eyes. Of course, you know I love this series. Chuck really becomes something awesome. It's a great show in season one, but season two, it's where it becomes addictive. You know, it's uh, it's hard to explain. We'll just talk about it as we go along. But uh, as always, guys, please visit chuckpodcast.blogspot.com. There you can find links to all of my podcast episodes. And you can also find blog entries to each of those episodes. Because I like to write a little bit about each one. Provide links to the songs that are in the episodes or other reviews I see. And I always get a kick out of those reviews where you can read the comment sections of what people thought that night after they watched the episode. Sometimes they're barking up the wrong tree. Sometimes they're dwelling on things that are really silly. Uh, and sometimes they just enjoyed the episodes. But it's fun to kind of go back and uh, read those. Also, you can, of course, subscribe to the Chuck Series Companion on iTunes, which would be awesome. And you could also review the show and rate it. We've kind of been stuck at nine ratings for a while, so it'd be cool if it bumped up to ten. Come on, who's going to be that tenth person to leave a rating? Come on, and if you want to leave a review, that would be cool too. But uh, as always, guys, I just appreciate that you listen and that you're enjoying the show. Now, as always, before we get into an episode, I like to talk about who wrote and directed the episode. This one will be easy. It is written and directed by Chris Fedak and Josh Schwartz, who are the creators of Chuck. All I have to say is they created Chuck, and that's pretty much it. But I could say what they're doing now. Chris Fedak, for instance, I've mentioned before, he is the showrunner and executive producer of the show called Forever on ABC. Starring Ian Griffood as the uh, immortal doctor guy. And Josh Schwartz, you know, he is a producer. He produces many shows like Heart of Dixie and stuff like that. And he's producing a new show called The Astronaut Wives Club. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm the audience for this show. It's based on Lily Koppel's best-selling titular novel, which tells the real story of women who stood beside some of the biggest heroes in American history during the height of the space race. 
But Yvonne Strahovski is on the show. So if you guys want to see Yvonne play a different character, you know, she's obviously not Sarah Walker. I assume she plays one of the astronauts' wives. So if you guys want to check that out, I know I will watch the pilot episode. And hopefully Yvonne Strahovski kicks some ass on that show. Now, this episode was directed by Jason Ensler, who previously directed Chuck vs. the Tango and Chuck vs. the Imported Hard Salami. Now, this is his final directing gig for Chuck, so let's give the guy a hand. Good job. Yay. You did a great job, buddy. And he is directing other shows now, like the Red Band Society and Brooklyn Nine-Nine, stuff like that. So, that's great. Now, let's get into Chuck vs. the First Date. Now, if you remember, Chuck has been gone from the airwaves for nearly nine months since the writer strike started and the last episode, Chuck vs. the Marlin, aired. So this episode premiered on September 29th, 2008. So naturally, I can see them going, well, it's been about nine months. Maybe we should do a recap of the events of Chuck leading up to this moment. Yeah, yeah, good idea. Okay. So if you remember Chuck versus the helicopter, the second episode ever of Chuck, he kind of does this little Chuck narration where he's like, hey, I'm Chuck. Uh, This is what happened. I got secret information in my head. And he kind of recaps everything for us for the next episode. And we haven't seen that since episode two. But now cut to season two, episode one, and he's recapping again for us and letting us know everything for new viewers maybe jumping on oh i heard about this chuck show i i think i'll check this out but i don't know what's going on no 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 you will because uh, chuck is going to tell you everything ah it's very clever that way so it's kind of funny how the episode begins chuck is hanging upside down by his feet dangling over the side of a building and you can see cars driving by and he's being held by michael clark duncan the late Michael Clark Duncan. And you may remember that he actually won the Oscar for Best Supporting Role in the Green Mile. And it's great to see him here in this episode of Chuck. And it's also sad because you realize he's no longer with us. But he had quite a presence in film. So it's great to see him here again. He played an excellent bad guy with a very imposing presence. But I hear in real life he was quite the pussycat. Before you do anything rash, I think you should know that I have the cipher. Hand it over right now. Don't you think we should discuss terms first? (laughs) Now, who are you? You know what? You probably wouldn't believe me. Last chance. Who are you? Chuck. Okay. Now, tell me everything, Chuck. There is no way he's going to believe me. And I don't blame him. So here we go with the Chuck narration again. I think it's funny because in another world, another network, another TV show, I could see them saying, hey, Chuck should narrate every episode of the show. I don't know if you've watched a show like Veronica Mars where Kristen Bell narrates every single episode. It might still work, but it's so funny how they add this device in the recap. Chuck never narrates except for these special circumstances. But it's kind of funny. I don't know why I'm amused by Chuck narrating. I guess I want Chuck to narrate everything. I mean, who would believe that the government put all their secrets into one supercomputer, the Intersect, and all those secrets got downloaded into my brain? 
course I can't tell this guy that. I like how they even play with the idea of how ridiculous the idea of the intersect is. And did it, does it really seem like a good idea to share all those secrets in one computer? But it's funny. That's what I like about Chuck, how it has fun with its premise. The show never takes itself too seriously. Oh, okay, okay, okay. See, the, the, the thing is, I, I kind of sort of work for the CIA and the NSA in my off hours when I'm not working in the store. This is kind of like a second job for me. And though I don't look at being lanky of build, you should know that I am probably the most important intelligence asset in the world. That is the single dumbest story I've ever heard. That very well may be. But if you drop me... There are a couple of people who are going to be very, very upset. And who would those people be, Chuck? Meet Sarah and Casey. They're here to protect me. That's Sarah. She works for the CIA. Believe me. I know. That's Casey. He works for the NSA. He's not as pretty. Let the geek go! Wait! Not out the window! Are we picky? So, Michael Clark Duncan, knowing when he's outmatched with uh, Sarah and Casey, he decides to throw Chuck at them and make a speedy getaway. Why don't you stay in the car? You know what? It's never safe in the car. Well, did you get it? You got it. I got it. Of course I got it. It's me. Good. Chuck got it. But what did he get? I guess we'll find out here when Director Graham and General Beckman tell us. Excellent work, Sarah. Casey, our transporters will be taking the cipher out of Los Angeles. General, what exactly is the cipher? I mean, mercenaries break into the NSA lab and it's the only thing they take? The cipher is the artificial brain for the new Intersect computer. The new Intersect? We've been working on the new one ever since the original Intersect was destroyed. The cipher is the final piece. Uh, wait, time, time out just for a second here. What, what happens to me, the old Intersect? Tomorrow the new computer will be online. Operation Bartowski officially comes to an end. You'll be done with us. No more briefings, no more missions, no more spies. Enjoy the rest of your life, Chuck. Wow, holy crap. What a season premiere here. Chuck's going to be free. He's going to live his life. No more intersect. No more spy life. Ah, things are looking up for Chuck. Are you okay, Chuck? Huh? Yeah, I'm, uh, uh, I mean, I, I don't believe it, but, but, uh, I, I think I'm great. You're going to get your old life back. Yeah, I was starting to think that you and Casey were going to be my spy protectors forever. Or whatever the adult version of forever is. Don't tell me you're going to miss all of this. No. No, of course not. I don't think I'm really cut out for a job where you disarm a bomb, steal a diamond, and then jump off a building. Well, you could have fooled me. That's very kind of you to say, but I'm pretty sure my girlish screams in the face of danger give me away. So, what happens now? You're almost free. What are you going to do next? Well, you know, I got to buy more. Chuck, can I tell you something? Of course. You can do anything. I've seen you in action. And I'm not just talking about the bomb defusing or the diamond stealing. I mean, anything you wanted, you could have. Wait a second. What is she talking about here? A, a different job or her? 
Hmm. But come on, Chuck can't leave the buy more. Where will we get all the crazy antics? The Morgan, the Jeff and Lester, Big Mike. Unfortunately, Chuck, I'm afraid you need to stay at the buy more. Now cut back to Casey's apartment, and it looks like General Beckman has a little more to say to Casey about the situation with Chuck. Thought you might call. Major Casey, you understand the situation. We can't have another intersect wandering around Los Angeles getting into trouble. Well, General Chuck may be a novice spy, but the results speak for themselves. Surely we can find another exit strategy. You have your orders, Major. Tomorrow night, eliminate Chuck Bartowski. Holy crap, she can't be serious. Really eliminate Chuck? What kind of crap is this? I used to like the sound of that. Now cut to Chuck's bedroom. He's asleep. His alarm clock strikes 7 a.m. And we hear Hip to Be Square by Huey Lewis in the news. And I love this whole morning sequence where Chuck is free to live his life. He's got his whole life ahead of him. He can do anything he wants. He's got this whole weight is lifted off of him. And he's just so excited to get the day started. It's hilarious. goes to the bathroom and uh, <laughs> I love this he wipe, clears the mirror it's all fogged up and there's Awesome and Ellie in the shower together and unfortunately Chuck sees his sister in the undress it's something that should never happen you should never see your sibling naked yikes morning Chuck my eyes my eyes oh I'm blind I'm blind so naturally, a little bit later, when they're all eating breakfast together, it's a little uncomfortable. And there's a great <laughs> there's a great visual gag here. Right in front of Chuck is a box of cereal called Nuts and More. Okay, first of all, congratulations, Devin, on the on what, you know, whatever God gave you there. Second of all, the door was not locked, so I'm not a complete pervert. And third of all, this is just another reminder of why I need my own place. There's no rush, Chuck. It's great having you here. So, Ellie, I've been, I've been thinking a lot about stuff, you know, like uh, my life and my job. Don't burden yourself, Chuck. Where's that head of yours? I don't know. I just think you guys are right. You know, I shouldn't, I shouldn't be working at a buy more. I, I should have a real job with a real future. What happened? You know when you meet someone and they just kind of, you know, they, they, they flip you on your head, just shake things up a little bit? You're talking about a Mr. Tony Robbins. So close uh -huh. and yet so far away, honestly. Oh, I got to go. I'm sorry. No. We'll talk about it later, though. Talk to me, Chuck. I need to know if this is a good thing or a bad thing. No, no, it's a, it's a good thing. It's, a very, it's not a Tony Robbins cold thing. It's I want this, so. Okay. Okay, great. Well, then I'm really happy for you. I'm, like, super excited right now, and I'm just trying to keep it in. Of course, so. which is healthier, I I'm think. I'm proud of you. Thank you. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> 
Now, cut to the buy more, and we hear the song Returning to the Fold by the Thermals as Chuck enters the buy more with a whole new outlook on life. It's quite beautiful. And then we see Morgan, and he's trying to get Chuck's attention about something. What's up, buddy? Yeah, a large mark goons. They could be anywhere, and I don't want them to see this. What is this? Compound level from Call of Duty. After our last battle with those large mark douches, I started to work on this. Plan on how we could take them all out. All right, listen up. Here are the specs. Are you ready? 23 infantry troopers, 16 snipers, 7 heavy gunners, 4 demolitions experts, and enough ammunition to orbit Arnold Schwarzenegger. 50 gamers, one call, all ready for battle. With this team assembled, and my plan, I think we can beat them. Now, I honestly have never really played Call of Duty. I played maybe a demo here and there. And as I said on the last episode, I'm more of a battlefield guy. This seems like a pretty awesome strategy Morgan's come up with, but 50 players on a map, is that really, uh, is that real? <laughs> and I also like the little Die Hard reference where Morgan mentions orbiting Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's pretty good. Now Chuck needs to excuse himself because he needs to talk to Casey. Morgan, you are my new hero. I know. I'll be right with you, Matt. I know. Oh, hey, uh, can I talk to you about this later? Yeah, roger that. Yeah. Oh, Big Mike was looking for you. I told him I would send you his way as soon as you arrive. Message delivered. Your work here is done. Hey, uh, Casey, 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 Casey. Hey, um, do you have a second? Just a quick, quick second? Oh, no, I got a single white female pining for the Beastmaster. It's a quick, it's a, it's just a quick second, I promise. What is it? Just wanted to say thank you. I'm leaving. No, wait, 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 wait. And? Sorry. I was... Forget about that. Um, look, I just... I, I just want to say I'm going to miss you, man. You know? And, and, and thank you for showing me how to do things that I never thought were possible. And, and you know what? You're always there to catch me when I fell. Which sounds horribly cheesy now that I'm saying it aloud. Really? Forget it. <laughs> That's pretty funny. But uh, Casey doesn't want to hear any of it. Because he's not much for sentimentality, but also he knows he needs to kill Chuck later, which is disturbing. Now it looks like Big Mike needs something from Chuck. Bartowski! Bartowski, Bartowski. Yes, Big Mike. The assistant managership. The number two spot here at the Bymore. My right-hand man, the captain of the ship when I'm not around, which, as we both know, is often. Uh Uh-huh. Here's the thing. Corporate is on my ass to fill the spot, but I really don't want to interview those characters out there. Your employees. Exactly. They scare me, Chuck. So, you want the job? Well, Chuck, do you? So, what will it be, Chuck? You've got your whole life ahead of you. Assistant manager of the Buy More. I don't know about you guys, but I totally would have told Big Mike yes. Oh, hell, the once and future assistant manager, Chuck Bartowski. Oh, the sleeper has awoken. Morgan. Behold the dawn of a new age here at the Buy More. I, as your lieutenant, will institute policies that we've always wanted. Right, team? Hooray. Hooray. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Morgan, I didn't take the job. 
What? Why, oh, why, oh, why, Chuck? I'm also here to inform you that Big Mike has ordered me to interview and choose the new assistant store manager as my punishment. References go to you, Charles. Or Morgan. See ya, I got a resume to nail. If I get the job, you should quiver in fear. Chuck decided not to take the assistant management job. I just don't know what to think about that. Listen to me, listen to me, Chuck, Chuck. You being the AM and me being the right-handed AM is what we always dreamed of. I'm not, I'm not completely convinced that the buy more is where I want to work forever, you know? Got it. Where would we work then? Where would, where would we, we? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, wherever. It's all right, she's finally done it. <laughs> no, wait, done what? You know, it makes perfect sense too, come to think of it. I mean, if you were going to choose someone over me and all that we've built, it should be her. I mean, she is... Uh, unironically speaking, awesome. And I love this. We get the song by Flight of the Concords called Faux du Fafa. At least I think that's how you say it. Je suis enchanté. Faux du Fafa. Faux du Fafa. Faux du Fafa. Aïe. Faux du Fafa. Faux du Fafa. Fafa. What's this? It looks like the Wienerlicious is gone, and now it's a yogurt place called Orange Orange. Hey. Hey. So, going to be completely honest? Yeah. I miss the Wienerlicious. I mean, the Bavarian charm and the toxic nacho cheese that you guys had. My clothes smell like sausage. Nostalgia completely gone. So, what's up? You want to go on a date sometime? I mean, a date without aliases and spy gear and a mission. Uh, like a real date? Yeah. Chuck, I'm still a CIA agent, and there are a hundred reasons why I shouldn't do that. What do you have to lose? In a week, you're going to be undercover in some place like Jakarta in a knife fight with some evildoer. And in that exact moment, you're going to wish that you would have spent one last night of fun with me. So what do you say, Sarah? You want to go on a night out on the town with Chuck? Okay. Really? Mm-hmm. Tonight. Our first real date. Or our second first date. No gunfight, I promise. And we get another great song. By the way, can I just mention how many freaking songs are jam-packed into this <laughs> episode of Chuck? It's ridiculous. We have Phantom Planet song dropped. It's this cool montage of Chuck getting ready for his date with Sarah getting ready for her date. And we also have Casey. He's preparing to kill Chuck, I guess, because he's got his little targets there in the fireplace. And it's hilarious how it shows Ronald Reagan. And he's like, oh, and he does a little wink. Cause I'd like to know You're never gonna go Try Watch it 
and something important happens here when the target machine pops up Chuck's face. Casey misses, and he doesn't know what to think of that. So Chuck's all ready to go, and uh, he sees Ellie and Awesome in the living room. And Ellie wants to know if he's thought about what he's going to do with his future. Hey, date tonight? Yeah, yeah, we're going to go grab some Chinese food and then maybe hit the Echo after that. Did you hear that, Devin? Do you recognize the sound of a proper date when you hear it? The tank's empty, babe. That's my future husband. What about you? Any revelations? Any ideas about what you're going to do next? Um, yeah, a few. If you say pilot the Millennium Falcon, I will hit you. I, why would I say that? That's absurd. I'm going to be a ninja assassin. No, try again. Um, Olympic. Uh-uh. Secret agent. This is what happens when you sit in front of the television set too long. Seriously, what are you going to do? I, I don't know. I've got a bunch of ideas, you know, a bunch of things to think about and choose from. I mean, I want to go finish college. I mean, I think that's important, and I want to travel, and... I don't know. I want to learn an obscure language that you know only really cool people know. <laughs> but oddly enough, not one of my dreams includes working at the Bymar for another week. Huh? Oh, look who's growing up. Chuck, no! You need to stay at the Bymar forever! What's wrong with you? Oh, uh, somebody's at the door. It must be Sarah. That'll be Sarah. What's up, dude? I know you have a date, not gonna get in the way. Just wondering if you have five to 45 minutes to test out a new Call of Duty strategy. Chuck. Baby steps, sis. Baby steps. He can't grow up overnight, Ellie. Come on. Now cut back to Casey's apartment, and it looks like a courier is there to pick up the device. Pickup call placed by one G. Beckman. Verification code. Morning, Lori. What's your backup? Holy crap, what's this? The dude sprayed some crap into Casey's face, and uh, this isn't good. Done. I've got the cipher. Go to the second location. We have two more targets. Ready to go? Yeah. So Colt, played by Michael Clark Duncan, has the cipher now, and now he's going after Chuck and Sarah. And Sarah left her gun at home. Oh, boy. Wow, this food is good. So how'd you hear about this place anyway? Morgan, as a matter of fact, the man has a black belt in dumplings. I trust any recommendation he gives me for food items less than $10. So our first date is a Morgan recommendation? Wow, no faith in the little bearded man. Okay. I think you should know he's always been supportive of our fake relationship. And he's never found it remotely unbelievable that a guy like me could be dating... uh, You know. What? Um, you know, you. What about me? (laughs) You're really going to make me say it, aren't you? 
Wow. Okay, fine. All right, we'll play it your way. A girl like you. Or, or more appropriately, uh, a woman like you. Considering the fact that you could probably kick the ass of everyone in this joint. And uh, a smart one at that. Not to mention cool and extremely beautiful. Oh, Chuck, you old smoothie. And and you can stop me anytime with the compliments if they're becoming, yeah. you know. No, that was uh, very sweet. Sweet. Golly gee, thanks for making me feel like I'm eight. <laughs> well, you're not so bad yourself. Please. I'm fantastic. Yeah, you are. What would Casey think if you knew we were doing this right now? It would probably kill him. And with that, cut to Casey's apartment, and Casey's dying. Holy crap, Casey just shoved a syringe into his heart full of adrenaline to save his own life. He's having a rough night. So does it say where you're, uh, you're going next, your new mission? Actually, it does. Really? No, not really. Besides, it doesn't work that way. They'll probably give me a new cover and move me as far away from here as possible. What if they didn't? A CIA officer doesn't get to choose. You know, I, I still have an awful lot of secrets in my head. The Lindbergh baby, formula for new Coke. What are you saying, Chuck? What I've always wanted to say, Sarah. Oh my goodness, Chuck and Sarah are about to kiss, but unfortunately, Chuck is about to flash. No, 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 not now, not now. But wait a second, he's not just flashing on one person, he's flashing on multiple people. Oh, oh. Chuck, what is it? We're surrounded. Sarah, you have your gun, right? Nope. What? Why not? You don't bring a gun on a real date. Hello again, Chuck. And you are? My name is Mr. Colt, and I need you to come with me. Now, why would we do that, Mr. Colt? Because I assume you find me imposing. Don't worry, be honest. I'm going for imposing. Mission accomplished. Well, I'll tell you what. The people that hired me give me the heebie-jeebies. You know, when you put it in context like that, I'm, I, I... Let's go. We'll take care to check. 
Well, Sarah's giving Chuck the universal sign for stall him because she's going for her chopsticks and she's going to do some damage on Michael Clark Duncan. Um, you know, are you sure the Mugu guy pan is very expensive here? So we could probably go Dutch or something. How much do bad guys normally tip? <laughs> Move and she dies. What is that? Device. Don't look now, Casey's here to save the day by crashing his Crown Vic into the restaurant. Is that Crown Victoria? Hey, somebody order drive through? Get up, get up. Somebody ordered drive through huh? Did you think that up as you were racing over to save us? Hey, maybe I'll say this after I crash into the restaurant. You see, we have to go back and find out who they work for. Too many of them, we can't. Well, at least we still have the cipher. Yeah, about that. Looks like you're still the intersect, Chuck. Sarah. All right, Chuck. We'll get it back. Yeah, that's true. Without the cipher, they can't finish the new intersect. So Chuck continues to be the intersect, and luckily his life's not in danger now. So little do they know, they just saved Chuck's life. <laughs> but wait a second, that means no new life for Chuck, no weight lifted off shoulders, no new job on the horizon. Oh, I could see now why when they play this next Huey Lewis montage... It's not happy like hip to be square. This time it's the power of love, but Chuck's totally bummed out. to Chuck back at the Buy More. He's at the Nerd Herd desk and he looks totally bummed out. And maybe Morgan can cheer him up. Don't need money. Don't take fame. Don't need a credit card ride. Oh, Chuck, Chuck. Got all the resumes together for you. What? The assistant manager's spot. You have to pick our boss, man. <sighs> you know what, Morgan? I'm making my decision right now. I want you to be the assistant manager. Whoa. Chuck, relax for a second. Let's think about this. See, I have this perfect system for doing as little work as possible. Mm. It's a science, really, doing nothing. A promotion at this point would destroy all my hard work. You tell me I have no choice. Die's been cast. But I'm going to be here every step of the way. That's comforting. So it looks like Chuck now has to interview the fellow nerd herders to see who the new assistant manager is. Let's see how this goes. Okay, so the first interview up is Anna Wu. Um, okay, Anna, well, your your resume has some really interesting items. Is it true that you're trained in the arts of... Tell him to leave. Sorry, what? Tell Morgan to leave. 
trying to find the right applicant, buddy. That's all. It's scented. Is it? Oh, oh honey, will you close the door? Thank you. Thanks, sugar. We're alone. Anna, what exactly are you doing? Relax. I like making my boyfriend nervous. Howdy! <laughs> I love Anna Wu kind of starts rubbing her foot on Chuck's leg, and he's like, Howdy, hey. And I love next up is Jeff, and he hands Chuck a an old wadded-up napkin. What is this? Is this trash? Am I supposed to throw this away? It's my resume. You've you've been working here since the store opened. I love if you freeze frame it on Jeff's resume. It says, I worked here forever, 18 years, and know where all the bodies are buried. Ha, ha, ha. Yikes. And next up, we have Lester. Very detailed. Very thorough. I'm noticing here that you have a Wikipedia entry. Bingo. Of yourself. certain following what do you think he thinks is happening in here right now in an interview i hope well um you know that's actually something that i never ever wanted to know about you what else can i tell you nothing no 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 no, chuck you know what no, no more questions this guy needs professional help <laughs> and then jeff starts rubbing his foot on chuck's leg it's hilarious that's not called for or or welcome very unwelcome actually i take care of my friends Chuck, I, uh, my help was well. Uh... <laughs> okay, here's the thing. We're at the Buy More, and this is not the Mafia. Interesting. Interesting. So, uh, it's nice to hear Lester's Godfather impression when Casey bursts in the room, and it looks like his cut on his face when Colt punched him is bleeding, and he needs the first aid kit. And I feel bad for Morgan, who's about to eat wall with his face here. Hey, whoa, Mr. Barkowski's conducting an interview. Oh, But wait, what's this? When Chuck sees the wound on Casey's face, it's an emblem from Colt's ring, and Chuck flashes on it. Okay. Uh, Lester, could you excuse me for a second? And Morgan, I need uh, to talk to Casey by myself. Thanks. No, yeah, absolutely. It was great. Yeah, take your resume. Great job. Awesome. Get out of here, please. Morgan, now, now, now. Move it, move it, move it. Shut the door. What is it? I know where they are. Who? Who? What do you mean, who? Colt, the guy who smashed you in the face last night? Yeah, I flashed on your scar. It's the emblem for their organization. They have a secret hideout downtown, Warehouse 17 on 103rd Street. We'll, we'll hop in the herder. Pull your jets hot shot. I'll call it in. What do you mean, call it in? There's no time. They could be on the move already. Relax. I'm not going to rush us into a hideout situation until I'm absolutely certain we have the upper hand. We'll get the cipher. This may take some time. Stacy, I can't take this anymore. Do you understand what I'm saying? I cannot do this anymore. I almost died twice in the period of one day. All right. And when I'm, when I'm looking at my life and, and what my, my future could be, I see that it doesn't completely suck. Your intersect, your new intersect is almost done. And when it is, I'm free. I'm cool. I'm clear. I'm out of here. I have a future and a life that I want to live. Future's a dangerous thing, Chuck. Doesn't always work out like you want it to. And you know what Casey's thinking here? Be careful what you wish for, Chuck. Because once the new intersect is implemented, it's bye bye, Chuck. 
What happened to you? You were this close to being done with me and being a real spy again. Why, you don't want me here to catch you when you fall? No, as a matter of fact, I'd rather have you flying jets and blowing things up. Wait here. Well, it looks like Casey's going to call that in when Morgan wants to know what they're going to do about the interviews. Hey, big guy, what about the interviews, pal? What? Uh, oh, I don't know, but you're in charge. No, 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 I can't, I can't do the interviews. Uh, I don't make decisions like that. People talk to me, and I just kind of tune them out. I'll nod my head. I'd be making the decision blind. Fine, 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 fine. Use your own method. I trust you. Really? You got such a good idea? Morgan in charge of the interviews. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Now, cut to the orange-orange. It's kind of weird saying that now. It's no longer the Wienerlicious. Aw, oh, man. Chuck checks with Sarah to see if she is also in on the mission. Hey. Hey, what's happening? You're going down there, aren't you? We're on it, Chuck. What, what's back there? Well, like the sign says, yogurt and fun. Let me come along. you got to bring Charles Carmichael. You remember Debonair Super Spy, who also happens to have the intersect in his head? You know me? I can help you guys. Charles Carmichael isn't your real name, Chuck. You made him up. You're just Chuck Bartowski, and you're not a real spy, huh? We have a tactical team meeting us at the location that you gave Casey. We'll take down Colt and find the cipher, and you go back to work. Don't worry about the buy more. I put Morgan in charge of the job search. He's got it under control. Yeah, I'm sure everything's totally under control, Chuck. I love that they're on bungee cords, but <laughs> most of all, I love that one of them will be the assistant manager. The other one will be Jeff. Now, cut back to the Buy More, and we get our favorite Buy More music by Daniel May that they love to play on, Chuck. It's the cool background elevator music. No offense to Daniel May, but that's kind of what it sounds like. And just when Chuck is wondering where everyone is, Big Mike tells him he has a call to go out on. Anna, Jeff, Lester? Bartowski! Computer emergency. Hey, where is everybody? Don't care. Just got a call for Nerd Herd help. They said they got a recommendation for you. Well, can I send someone else or do they ask for me specifically? You know I hate taking calls. Get going. Now cut to Casey and Sarah. They've got a full tactical team. They're fully decked out with weapons and assault gear, and they're ready to take that mother down. Go, go, go. Okay, okay, open up. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Except there's one problem. There's nobody there. They're in an empty building. Chuck was wrong. Boy was right and we didn't move fast enough. So that kind of stinks, but Chuck arrives at a service call and uh-oh, 
Look who answers the door. <laughs> Five more nerd herd. Hello. I'm here about the computer emergency. Hello, Chuck. Come on in. Oh, crap. Call Chuck. I got a feeling. Nothing. I'll try buy more. Morgan, where's Chuck? Chuck is with Mr. Colt, Sarah, and that's not a good thing. So, uh, what what, uh, seems to be your computer problem? Here's the problem, Chuck. You saw my face. You heard my voice. That's not a problem. That's not a problem at all. I forget things all the time. Ask my sister. I forgot her birthday. I forget my social security number. Just anything. Ask me. I'll forget it. What exactly are you doing? I'm stretching. Getting limber. Why are you doing that? So I won't pull a muscle when I break your neck. Maybe you should get limber, too. Where are you going? There's nobody here to help you. Oh, your friends, that's right. They're next on my to-do list. See, you walked into a trap, Chuck, if that is your real name. Here's one of those Chuck defining moments. He can either accept his fate and have his neck snapped, or he can use his Chuck smarts and outthink the situation. My name is Charles Carmichael. I'm a CIA agent, and this is my trap. I don't think you gentlemen realize the gravity of the predicament that you're in. See that phone call you made to the Bymore? Yeah, we trace that. Your compound is currently surrounded by 23 infantry troopers, 16 snipers, 7 heavy gunners, 4 demolitions experts, and enough ammunition to orbit Arnold Schwarzenegger. You're outmatched and you're outgunned. Those pea shooters you're holding might as well be sharp sticks and strong language. Nothing there, boss. Looks clear. <laughs> Good try, Chuck. Of course you don't see anyone. Who do you think we are, the FBI? The only thing you're going to see is a muzzle flash followed by an e-ticket straight to hell. So make the smart choice and why don't you hand over the cipher? Wait, 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 wait. I think that, uh, I think that you might want to hear this. And I love this moment where he calls Morgan to ask Morgan about their call of duty plan. (laughs) And it comes off like guys outside the building ready to infiltrate. Hey, Chuck. Hey, Morgan. Yeah, yeah, Chuck. Morgan, I'd like you to tell me the exact specs for the team surrounding the compound. The whole shebang? The whole shebang. Yes, sir. We have 23 infantry troopers, 16 snipers, 7 heavy gunners, 4 demolitions experts. I should tell you, I got a little impatient. We took out one of the sentries. Don't worry, it was a headshot. He couldn't warn his buddies. It was awesome, man. You should have seen it. His head exploded like a watermelon. Thanks, Morgan. They must have got Fritz. I thought he was in a can. One more time. Give up. So, what's it going to be, Mr. Colt? <laughs> And I love this. The Phantom Planet song Drop starts up again. And Chuck finds this moment to slip away. And he grabs the cipher before he leaves. 
He's either lying or he's crazy. Check everywhere. Don't let anything get past you. He just shoved Chuck out the window, but luckily he just landed on the ground. But still, it's all messy and there's glass everywhere. Hand it over. What do you do if I give it to you? To be honest, I'm a drop. See, this, this is what I'm talking about. We got to work on your negotiating skills. How about this? How about you pull me back up and we just discuss this like two rational adults? So here we have Chuck again being hung upside down by his sneakers by Michael Clark Duncan. <laughs> you know what? What? Freeze! Oh, thankfully Sarah's there to save the day, but... It ain't worth it. No! And this part is pretty incredible. Colt drops Chuck... Sarah thinks she just saw Chuck plummet to his death, and there's this cool slow-mo sequence where Casey grabs Chuck by the arm and swings him to safety. It's an awesome stunt. But poor Sarah, she has no idea. She pictures Chuck dead on the pavement below, and she just wants to kick this guy's ass. The boyfriend's dead now, baby. What you gonna do? I catch you when you fall. It's touching, really. No, no, I love you. Keep it in your pants, Bartowski. Get downstairs. This is some fight. Sarah has met her match because of the brute strength of Colt, but she's using her little slip moves and getting out of situations and trying to topple this giant behemoth. <laughs> Do you guys like that? <laughs> Sarah's trying her best, but luckily Casey comes along to save the day. Or is he saving the day? I put the floor play. Step away from the block. Uh, you know you gotta put that gun down. Because you're surrounded. Meet the rest of my men. <laughs> Excuse me! Excuse me, hi. Sorry to, uh... Uh, sorry to interrupt whatever's going on here, but, uh, Mr. Colt, I, I just wanted you to meet my team. Tell me something. Do you find them imposing? Go ahead. You can be honest. I was going for imposing. Carmichael. Agent Carmichael. Maybe you could go ahead and put your weapons down. I said put your weapons down. Oh, there you go. There you go. And then the, and then the hands up to imply that your hands are empty. I love seeing Chuck so confident here taking the bad guys down. And I love Sarah's face when she sees Chuck. She thought he was dead and she's like, what? He's alive? And that's great news. And 
Casey's face when Colt says, your boss, he's good. <laughs> it's hilarious. Your boss, Carmichael. He's good. Don't worry, I, I'm, I'm fine. Do you have the cipher? Please tell me you have it. Of course I have it. It's me. Good job, Chuck. He even got the cipher. Now let's cut back to Casey's apartment and Casey's trimming his bonsai, trying to be one with himself, harness his chi, etc. When General Beckman interrupts and it's hilarious how he cuts this big part of his bonsai and he's like <laughs> in horror. <laughs> it's great. <clears throat> Major Casey. Hope I'm not interrupting. Intersect ready? We're minutes away. Which means... Your order remains the same. Chuck Bartowski is to be eliminated. <sighs> what was that, Casey? Nothing, General. It's just... Chuck served his country with honor. Maybe he even has potential as an analyst for the organization. I Let me, General. Major Casey, can you extract these secrets of Mr. Bartowski's head? Can you guarantee him safety from kidnapping, from torture? No. Then it's clear. Chuck Bartowski has served his country with honor. Now he'll die with honor to protect it. It was touching that Casey tried to stick up for Chuck there, but you hear their way of thinking. There's no way he could do anything. Chuck must die. No! Now cut back to Chuck's place and he's preparing dinner for Sarah for their date and uh, Ellie's not too confident in Chuck's cooking skills. You sure you can handle it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I can do this. Thank you. Plus, I've wanted to cook dinner for Sarah for a while, so. You have many skills, Chuck, but the kitchen is not one of them. Oh, but that's why they call it Hamburger Helper. Hello. Does most of the heavy lifting for me. I'm making that uh, that chicken with balsamic glaze, the one thing Dad taught me how to make. But Dad couldn't cook either. Baby, ready? Mongolian BBQ beckons. Going for the record, Chuck. Seven pounds, shredded beef. I've been fasting. Please let me help you. The man has been on a hunger strike. Come on, go eat. I'll be fine. Are you sure about that? Yeah. Yes, I'll be fine. Oh, hey, and I also had an idea for what I'm going to do. I was thinking maybe like Eurorail through Europe. Uh, you know, backpacking, that kind of thing. That sounds awesome. Remind me to tell you about Amsterdam, my man. <laughs> and now we have the song The Twist by the awesome band Frightened Rabbit. Lovely city, a lot of canals. It's a great idea, Chuck. Good luck tonight. Good luck, bud. Hey, you too. And remember, buddy, pace yourself. It's a marathon. And then it cuts into the intersect room and you see them uploading the cipher. They're preparing to get it online while Chuck's preparing dinner for Sarah. And also Casey's infiltrating Chuck's house because he's going to kill him. Whisper the wrong name I don't care nor do my 
It's also interesting to see in the intersect room with director Graham, he has a team of guys in sunglasses that all look like they're planning to upload the intersect themselves. Now, something interesting happens here as the cipher loads up the intersect. All of a sudden, the screen says, Fulcrum thanks you. And Director Graham knows that he's totally screwed. So Casey's coming up on Chuck and he's got his gun with a silencer and you know, he's about to put him down when Chuck starts doing his imaginary talking to Sarah and it's really sad. (laughs) So Sarah, what do you, what do you think of, um, what do you think of Europe? You, me, a couple of Euro rail passes, just seeing the world, seeing, seeing the world, what the hell? When, thank goodness, Sarah's at the door and she stops Casey and she's got an important bit of news. Hey, Sarah. Chuck. What is it? We have to call off the date the intersect was destroyed. What? But the cipher... It was a Trojan horse sabotage device. The moment it came online, it exploded. That means... You're still the only intersect. I'm sorry. Chuck has no idea that this news actually saved his life. That the government was going to kill him. And luckily, Casey knew that right away and got out of there. Now, cut back to the Bymore and Chuck's there at his nerd herd desk... When Lester shows up, and we see now that he's the assistant manager. (laughs) Hello, Charles. Chuck's fine. No, actually isn't. You see, as the assistant manager and your boss, it's my duty to inform you that I have had several complaints from customers about you. Oh, you have, have you? Not specifically. But I haven't had any compliments. And in my book, that's the same thing. Yeah? Good. How's it going, Chuck? How's it going? That's a that's a great question. I'll tell you, buddy. I just had a vision, okay? A vision of the rest of my life. And you know what? It takes place in the same outfit, behind the same desk, in the same store. Gotcha. Talk to Dr. Morgan. It's safe. Go ahead. I just thought I'd be going somewhere, you know? 
not just metaphysically or spiritually, though that too, but literally. I want, you know, out of Burbank to... to... Glendale. <laughs> <laughs> all right, listen, look at me. In all honesty, and I hope you know this, I've always been of the mind that you are destined for great things. Whatever you want to do, you can do, all right? Senator, president, emperor of the known universe, whatever you want to do. You understand? Good. Wow, it's so great of Morgan to talk Chuck up like this. Everyone needs a friend like this. And how many of us have been in a place like this, like Chuck, fearing that we'll never do more with our lives, that we'll be stuck in our mundane job? We want greatness, but yet we're stuck here. It's so great to see that Morgan has this wisdom to offer Chuck, right? But... Before you go running off to change the world, I think that I should tell you that I'm currently on my way to securing 45 Twinkies. Now, by which I mean 45 bags of Twinkies. Why would you do that? Good question. Because Jeff said he'd eat all of them in under three minutes. Now, he thinks he's eating 45, but technically speaking, he agreed to eat 90. 90? Yeah. Nobody can eat 90 Twinkies. That's what I said, dude. He may die, or at least do extreme damage to several major organs. This I have to see. Oh, wow. This I have to see, too. Good to see you, Bartoski. Hey, Casey. 90 Twinkies in three minutes. Be there. Jeff might die. <laughs> I love that Casey comes running, too. Like, hey, I got to see this. Well, there you have it, gang. That was Season 2, Episode 1, Chuck versus the First Date. Chuck will still be the intersect. No new intersect for the government, people. It's just Chuck all the time. And we see also that Chuck must get used to the fact that, uh, unfortunately, he will be staying at the Bymore. <laughs> but come on, we need him to stay at the Bymore. It's necessary to the story. But you know what? Morgan was right. Chuck can achieve anything that he so desires and that he puts the work into. And if you stick with me and you stick with watching the series, you will see that all of that is true. And that's why it's awesome. Thank you guys so much for listening to the show this week. And I hope you join me for the rest of season two. It's going to be a lot of work. It's going to be a lot of podcasting. There's 22 episodes, but I'm down for it. And I'm going to do it. So if you want to join me, go to chuckpodcast.blogspot.com where I'll be posting every episode of the Chuck Series Companion. And I'll also be doing a little blog post, writing about my thoughts, etc. And also, why don't you uh, subscribe on iTunes? You'll find the link there. Now I'm going to tell you guys ways you can send me feedback to the show. But first, I have a voicemail. This is from Jim from Massachusetts, so let's check this out. Hey, Jason. This is Jim from Massachusetts, and just calling to leave you some feedback on your Chuck Series companion. I've actually been in the car for about 24 hours now, driving from Mass to Florida, and normally it would only take about eight, 17 to 18, but I have a dog with me, so of course that's adding a couple extra hours and a couple stops to my trip. But I did want to let you know that one good thing about the long drive was I get to listen to your Chuck series companion from episode one all the way through episode 13 of the Marlin. So I just wanted to call and let you know that, uh, great show, Jason. You're doing a great job. I, uh, 
really enjoy it. But uh, just wanted to let you know you do a great job. The show's awesome. And, yeah, just keep it up. All right? I can't wait to, uh, to hear your thoughts on Season 2. I will talk to you later. Bye. Well, thank you so much, Jim. I appreciate that sending feedback and listening to the show. That's awesome. You did a marathon listen there and I hope you arrived safely in Florida. And thank you so much guys. If you'd like to send me some feedback too, like Jim, send it to nimpodcast at gmail.com or you can call and leave a voicemail. Call one two Oh six three Oh nine four seven two nine. And I'd really appreciate that. So, guys, go watch some more Chuck, and I'll see you next time. My eyes! My eyes! Oh, I'm blind! I'm blind! Now this is podcasting. Casting.